0: Good morning, my peachy friends. I am having a cup of coffee and I'm driving into the Naked Peach Roxborough Salon. I just wanted to check in with everyone and just let you guys know the challenges that I faced as a business owner during these past three months in quarantine, of course, no one was prepared for this whatsoever. So, however, you can always prepare yourself as an individual and as a business owner by saving an emergency fund. So when all of this tragedy struck, you know, the country, the world, business owners, What I found was everyone was so ill prepared, you know, and uh, you know, people aren't as gritty as they used to be. Um, People aren't savers. Uh, People don't have that long term thinking. So it just got me uh, thinking about how I think the world's really having a spiritual crisis Because at the end of the day, you need to have a little toughness and grit to get through things. You have to plan that, you know, guess what? We're not living (laughs) in a utopia. We're actually living in a world where... Excuse me. Where... Wars can happen. Famines can happen. You never know. The economy might tank. And so don't you want to prepare for that? Um, So it's really important. Like I like following uh, Dave Ramsey and Susie Orman. They're really great uh, people to help you try to get your finances in order. And I think what's really important is that everyone have three months income saved up. So, you know, the salon, we had an emergency fund. You know, I've always believed in um, saving and I've always believed in saving for a rainy day. Um, I can't tell you how many business owners I've talked to who are three months behind in their rent. Um, You know, they weren't able to help their employees out at all because, you know, they're living paycheck to paycheck and there's no excuse, you know. So I just don't feel as if, you know, people want things in this world you know everybody wants something but nobody wants to put the work in and I will definitely say that I learned a lot of hard lessons really early in life you know when I was 16 um, I became pregnant and I was, you know, homeless and living in a homeless shelter with my son, Antoine, <laughs> who I was able to raise my whole life. I didn't have to give him up for adoption. Thank the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Um, and he's today an army uh Veteran, he served in Afghanistan for an entire year, but you know, when I had my son, I just remember life came and punched me right in the face, and that was my wake-up call. So I had a huge wake-up call at age 16, and I had to uh, check in with reality really quick, and that's where I learned how to be an entrepreneur because I said to myself, I don't want to give up custody of my son. I would like to raise him. You know, that's my mommy bear, my mommy in instincts. So I, the only choice I had, obviously, you know, I didn't have an education, no college degree, <clears throat> but I will tell you what, <laughs> I was very sociable and, and had a great personality. So I just learned how to sew, how to bake, do whatever I could. And I would, I just learned how to be an entrepreneur. So you don't need a college degree for that. So I learned really early how to sell how to sell myself, how to become a person of value. Um, Like I remember when I was at um, the homeless shelter and I just remember, you know, I would say for the most part, most of the women that were there, you know, they just had a very poor mentality. And there was maybe a few women that, you know, didn't think poorly. You know, they had more rich thoughts. And I always kind of just had the entrepreneurial hustler mindset. (laughs) And so I guess that translates into having a more rich mindset. But I remember most of those women would just like sit around and complain and talk about woe is me, how things are just so horrible. And I'll tell you what I did. I put a sign on my door. I was doing facials, makeup, nails, whatever you wanted. (laughs) I was hustling the ladies in there trying to make some money because, you know, (laughs) I wasn't broke. I was temporarily out of cash (laughs) and I was going to dig my way out of that situation, you know? And my son, you know, thank God he just gave me so much love. I mean, he was just the best baby in the whole entire world and he was my motivation. So I had a huge why, you know, my son Antoine, you know, was my why, why I needed to get out of that situation. So, you know, it's always important to have a why... In your life to motivate you to you know go forward you know so it's either sink or swim you know that's what life is so you know I've been a survivalist and entrepreneur my whole life because I had no other choice and I think that's like the problem I see with most people you know uh, I run three salons now I have 22 employees I have a warehouse you know we run uh, a really nice business here in Philadelphia. And, and the thing I see most of the time I would say with you know employees and hiring people is that their parents do everything for them and they bubble wrap them and they don't ever have to face any challenges and they're very emotionally weak. And it's almost as if you know, parents look at their kids as an extension of them. If their parent if your kids do something wrong, then you think that you did something wrong. Instead of saying to yourself, having that spiritual principle of stepping outside of your pride and your ego and doing what is the right thing to make this child you have a strong, independent, self-reliant person who can impact the world right that's what you need to do but what happens is what I see is all these parents bubble wrap their kids don't let them face any challenges whatsoever and trust me I have to hire them you know and then they come to work and you can't even give them feedback you know you give them feedback and like we need to improve and get better and they can even handle it because they take it personally a personal attack, you know. So it's like if you want to really empower yourself and become your best person, you have to be coachable. You know, you can't live in your pride and your ego. You have to have a little humility to say, you know what? I need to think long term. I need to win the war. You know, living your ego is about a petty little battle. You know, if you really want to be successful in life, you have to start strategizing and thinking long term, you know, so it's like, yeah, okay. You know, if somebody gives you feedback, you're going to accept that and be so happy to receive it so you can get better. And it's not saying that when someone says, let me give you some feedback. It's not saying, oh, you're a bad person, you know, and that's just lacking any emotional wisdom. No, it's like, oh, great. Thank you for that feedback. You know, I'm still a great person. You know, I know who I am, (laughs) but you know, maybe I can get better in that in that space or maybe i can hire somebody to help me where i'm weak and then i can just concentrate on my strengths you know and and that's really the key to life is really focusing on your strengths and whatever your weak just have somebody else help you you know we can't be strong in everything you know and i just think like a very weak mentality is where you know you beat yourself up for all your weaknesses and it's like ding 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 i got nudes we're human beings people <laughs> you know we're not jesus christ the only person that was walking around perfect, whatever you believe in Buddha, all, you know, we're human and and we're greatly flawed. And then that's where compassion comes in, have some compassion for yourself, you know, and, and see that, you know, you know, we're all worthy of love, but guess what? We're worthy. The best love you can give yourself is just to love yourself, you know, and, and focus on your strengths and know that, you know, we're constantly a work in progress and we're trying to improve, And I know I kind of went off on a tangent here because I do (laughs) a lot, but I just want to like circle back around to what I was originally talking about. And, you know, and that is that, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we all have to get grateful and we all have to have some perspective. I mean, you know, we live in America, right? You know, now if I would have been a teen mom, and born in Afghanistan, guess what? I wouldn't be a successful business owner today, right? But, you know, I was born here in America. And, and if, if you're sitting here crying and feeling sorry for yourself or anything, you know, go live in a third world country for a year or two. And then you'll come back here to America and you're going to thank your lucky stars that you live here for all of our faults and for all of our imperfections. Trust me, it's a lot better living here in America than it is in Afghanistan. Trust me, I know my, my son served over there for a year and he would tell me what it was like. It's horrible. Even being a woman. Thank God I live in America. You know, most women, you know, they're treated like second-class citizens. I think in Saudi Arabia, uh, women were just allowed to start driving like three years ago. Like, oh my gosh. Like, thank God I live here in America as a woman. So, you know, I can empower myself and have a voice and become financially independent. I mean... I there's no other country I would be able to do that. Thank goodness for capitalism or I wouldn't be able to be an entrepreneur and get out here and compete and, and make a claim and a stake for market share, you know, so it's, you know, it's all based on your own hard work and effort. But, you know, I just, you know, wanted to, I guess the point that I was really trying to make, um as far as you know being in quarantine this past 3 months you know you know good crisis always